Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome back to another episode of The Mac Rumor Show. For those of you who are listening, uh, this is another in-person episode that we recorded uh, a while back. I'm not entirely sure when this one's going to come out, um, but we're not going to have any topical news for the sake of it's probably not going to be very topical when this episode comes out. But um, Hartley, always good to see you. Yes. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about some of the devices that other companies make or just different device spaces or areas that we wish Apple would get into. Um, we Some of them that I'm, we're going to talk about, Apple has reportedly been into, but like there's nothing concrete. There's no you know heavy leaks and we're years out away from them. So like this is more of a wish list for Hartley and myself on some of the devices that we want to see like right now. Like I want to hold them and use them right now that we wish Apple would use. And some of them might happen. Some of them probably will never happen. But uh, Hartley... I will let you take the first one. Okay. Which one would you like to see Apple make? What uh, space do you want them to get into? E-readers. Okay. That's my first one. You're a big reader. Um, well, I love the Kindle. Okay. Um, and I think that there's a, there is a big difference between e-ink and uh, the sort of display technology that the iPad has used for years, whether it's mini LED or LCD. Um, or even OLED, because it's just so harsh on the eyes. And when you want to read late in the evening, or you want to read in direct sunlight, e-ink is, is the way to go, because it does just look like paper. So it does deliver a, a completely different experience. I'm not mm-hmm. suggesting that you would just like stick iOS on an e-reader. Right. Um, but to have a, a new platform um, that can utilize that technology, I'd love that. And especially with ecosystem advantages, um, Apple Books maybe was tied to a service like Apple Books Plus. So you could just rent books? Yeah, or just like... Um, or just like, like read them on demand? Yeah, so a subscription for books. That would also be really great. And you could sync between books on your uh, on your e-reader and then on your, your other Apple devices. That's that's the thing I would really like, even audiobooks, because Kindles also can connect to Bluetooth headphones and you can use them to listen to audiobooks. So there's no reason why that couldn't be the case. You could do audiobooks on the books app, right? Yeah. Okay. But it's it's just I I just prefer the the form factor of a Kindle because it is book sized, whereas an iPad Mini it's a little bit too big, um, and it's not very pleasant to hold. Like outdoors, um, you know, if you're if you're like laying down or, um, it, you know, if you're on public transport, it's not it's not as good as a slightly smaller mm-hmm. e-reader that is actually optimized for text. And I just think Apple would have a major ecosystem advantage and could really compete with Amazon because I know that there's Kobo um, devices, but I personally prefer Kindle, but it's just Amazon's ecosystem does not feel great. Um, I don't like the UI. They change it quite a lot often, but I know. What would you want the UI to look like on this? Uh, it could be very simple because obviously e-reader has su- e-readers and e-ink have such a slow refresh rate that it can't be focused on animations. It has to be incredibly simple. Um, so even if it was literally just like the books app, but in complete 2D, 
That's, mm-hmm. that's literally all you need. Um, really simple. Do you wouldn't want it to do anything else? Because some of these Kindles can do other things. Yeah, so there's other Kindle devices now that uh, the Kindle Scribe mm-hmm. comes with um, like a like a pencil and you can use it for note taking. And there's devices like the Remarkable. Oh, remarkable, well. yeah, I have one of those. And um, so I've always tried to figure out where it fits in yeah. like my life. Well, now there's a keyboard accessory for the Remarkable. Mm-hmm. So they're moving in the direction of trying to compete with the iPad. Yeah. But I feel like Apple should almost fight back by getting into the, the e-ink e-reader space mm-hmm. a little bit. Not so much for note taking, because I feel like an iPad with an Apple Pencil is stronger for a note taking experience, is faster. Um, and even just for using a keyboard, my concern with devices like the Remarkable is the refresh rate and getting, but, getting text off it once you've typed it and notes and that sort of thing. In its defense, writing on a Remarkable is remarkably better yes. than writing on glass. Yes. It, it feels just, mash, much more natural. What to do with it once you've right. done it. Right. Um, and that's where you want that ecosystem advantage. So for me, it would be that simple. Just an e-reader, maybe a book subscription service. I'm more interested in that because I'm not like, I'm not illiterate. I know how to read, but like I'm not a big reader um, because mostly I just don't know what I want to read. I, I do like a lot of like nonfiction. I tend to go towards that just because I don't really know why. Um, but like I would love to read fiction, but I don't want to waste money on a book if I don't like yeah. it. So like being able to just like start it and if I don't yes. like it, I can you know dip out at any moment and try something else. Like that's far more intriguing for me. Um, and services like Audible are huge, um, which is Amazon's uh audiobook subscription service but even that doesn't work perfectly because you get credits mm-hmm. every month and you can spend the credits on audiobooks yeah i'm uh, you know tr- i'm talking more like a true like almost apple music like experience i wonder how that works with like royalties and publishing and stuff but you know if video can move in that direction sure if, i mean if uh music can move in that direction then i'm sure that, that publishing and books could as well audiobooks um Especially if Apple, you know, they've got podcast subscriptions now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there are definitely ways that they can. Oh, writers could do subscriptions too. Like that, like, you know, maybe they write like a lot of short form essays or something. Yeah. If you want access to that, yeah. like you can, yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much you can do, but that is intriguing. Is there any rumor that that actually happening? So there is something in this space. It was an isolated rumor from Ming-Chi Kuo about, maybe just under a year ago, that Apple was looking into e-ink. Um, and we don't quite know why, but there were a few sort of uh, speculative um, reasonings behind this. Or I think Ming-Chi Kuo mentioned a couple of them, which was they were interested in it for the external display on a foldable iPhone. Um, so the in the inside display would be like OLED, foldable OLED, but the external would be e-ink because it's so efficient. You can have something on it all the time. Yeah, um, It doesn't consume any power when it's in that state. And you can get color e-ink as well. Um, those are those are a be growing, intriguing. Uh, those are a growing space. There's a, there's a load of tablets, um, like there's some uh, tablets from a brand called Books. Um, coming. They sort of compete with Remarkable a little bit, but except they run a full version of Android. That's their USP. So they're an e-ink tablet, but they run Android. So you can't actually like run Apple Music. I've done this, where you run Apple Music on Android on an e-ink display. Um, and it works well? Uh, it works terribly. But it's just it's just really interesting to see like Apple Music on like a 2D black and white. So just get page. an idea of what that could be like. Yeah, and you and, and they sell e-ink monitors as well, um, this company. So you can like plug it in and use Mac OS on a like, 2D. So there's all this, like, the e-ink is a really interesting technology because it's so gentle on your eyes. And when we all spend so long looking at screens, 
Yeah. I, I like the sort of digital minimalism element of it where my concern about things like the iPad is, and, and especially the Mac and the iPhone is, these are distraction devices. Yeah. If I want to read on my iPad, not only is like, I don't think the form factor is great, notifications, even yeah. though I can use focus modes, I'm tempted to go on that's, Twitter. I'm that's tempted. the big thing for yeah. me. That's why I can't get into like opening up the books app on my phone or like yes. an iPad mini. Because there's something like, better on there that's like more immediate, like dopamine hit. Yeah. And like a book takes time yes. to get into. And like, I love physical books, but I feel like I would be more of a like Kindle person just yes. because it's just so much easier to yeah. carry it all around. And so I've been wanting to like look into getting a Kindle e-reader, you know, but like, I don't know. I'm just, I want to get into that space more. I do, but it'll be intriguing if Apple actually was to make that. How how would it also tie into the ecosystem not related to the books services? Well, I mean, you would have things like I say, focus modes definitely so you, could integrate um, into it. Uh, but you just wouldn't, you wouldn't need very much other than like a, a bookstore, audio books, syncing pages, syncing highlights. Bluetooth for, um, or for AirPods yeah, connection. Bluetooth, um, you know, Air, AirPods, like fast connection, because when you want to connect AirPods to a Kindle, it is such a pain, like going through settings menus that refresh very slowly. So instant connection with AirPods, focus modes. Um, you, even if you, if you want to go this far, like lock screen widgets because where it's an e-ink display those can those really can be displayed all the yeah. time very clearly i mean what would be a great implementation is if you could put your uh, apple e-reader on your desk and you would be able to configure like your calendar to show on it calendar time yeah. like a news it widget would, it would be gentle not like yeah. a, like a home pod with a display that's harsh um something that's really subtle really gentle even if you just want like the date and the time you could get real crazy with it and like it could be very similar to the the um pixel like the nest tablet yes. like you dock it magnetically and it's on a speaker yes. so now your apple music's on there but then you started getting into more distractions yes. like maybe it only works when it's docked to the speaker yeah like to eliminate all of that other stuff I mean, the, the thing is e-ink would always hold it back because e-ink is even color e-ink it's quite desaturated um and the the colors are quite muddy and the refresh rate is the biggest issue um, and the way that you get like ghosting and artifacts mm -hmm. um, just because of the, the nature of the refresh rate. So you always, any company that makes these devices other than like books, which lets you run a full version of Android and you can understand why other companies don't let you do that because yeah. it's just not a, a, not a great experience. Um, so yeah, you, you, maybe the home app as well would be handy to be able to turn you know, things on and off. Um, but yeah. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't need too much, and it would be more the, more so the familiarity of having it in your in your ecosystem. So I would be down with I, that. I'd love that. I don't think it's ever going to happen because I think it would eat into iPad sales. Yeah. Um, but I would absolutely love it, and I was so excited when this rumor came out that they are looking into e-ink because even if all we get is a little uh, like external display on the foldable that's e-ink, I well, love they, that. They could do it on a foldable iPad. Yes. They could do the front display as like an e-ink. Yeah. That and, would be perfect. Yeah. I mean, it could happen. Never say never. Yeah. Although some of these things on the list, I'm thinking is probably a some never. Are, some are a lot less likely than others. This is maybe a touch more likely than some of the others we'll get into. So mine is a touch more likely as well because we've had rumors into yes. this, but it's just so far off. Um, and honestly, the episode that we first did together, I, we talked about it because of Google's Pixel Fold, but I'd like an iPhone Fold. Yes. I don't necessarily, I mean, I'm sure I would eat it up an iPad that folds into like a larger Mac, but like, but I think they should start with an iPhone fold. And I am more of the person who would want it to be a book fold. Yes. Um, and so that is like high up on my wish list. 
I I really want that like right now. <laughs> like I wish Google was not the one introducing it and it was Apple at WWDC. So do you want any specific features with that or is it just iPhone as it is right now, but just it just folds? That's a good question. I don't really know what features I would want with it, but I think I it would be more of like the way it is and then it folds into kind of iPad OS like you know capabilities like an ipad mini yeah. um and and just a larger landscape it's like if you get a longer dock yeah you get uh, if you're not gonna do it. split view by 2027 on your iphone then give me split view on that some good yes. multitasking slide over like it basically just becomes a mini tablet and yeah. that's what i would want well i mean wouldn't it be great if you could connect it um to if it if it if it did run ipad os you could connect it to a mac with USB-C. Um, and you know, go into Stage Manager, and you're mm-hmm. using it on an external display. I mean, at that point, it could nearly be a computer replacement. It could. It could be a lot like you know Samsung's Dex. Yes. Like it, if you could fit Apple Silicon into it somehow, um, you know, and if it's running an M four or five, whatever it is at yeah. the time, uh, then we just got iPad. Uh, you know, Final Cut on the iPad. What's to stop me from plugging it in USB C to my yeah. you know to monitor, and then it becomes yeah. And if it is a really expensive device, so when this comes out, it's, yeah. it's going to cost a lot. It sure, if, yeah. if, it, if, they, if, it, if it was sold, like this can replace your iPhone, your iPad mini, and maybe if you have only you know light requirements, a desktop Mac, then they can charge you $3,000 for it if they want to. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely be into using my phone as my main device for everything. Um, besides like heavy, heavy editing. Yeah. Like I'd switch over to the desktop, but like when I get to work, plug the phone in and I've got a basically iPad OS in stage manager yeah. view on your, you know, that would be great. Yeah. And then I just, when I leave, I unplug my phone, I walk out. Yeah. Like that's, that's the dream. Like, and you can do that with Samsung phones, but it's just not the same. Yeah. <laughs> not the same to me. Well, it's cause it's cause the, the OS is just aren't as, as strong. Um, and but there are people who do it. Michael Fisher, he's uh, uh Mr. Mobile on YouTube and he's very heavy into foldables. Like, Foldable King probably on YouTube. Um, so shout out Michael. He is amazing with his content and he does these things for, you know, for videos, but also just because he enjoys doing it. He uses his fold as like, oh, I'm going to edit this video on there. He's done that in the past, but like, I'm going to use it for everything. I'm, I'm setting it up in a coffee shop. It's my main like writing tool. I'm going to write the script for this video. I'm going to do everything. And he, you know, uses decks and plugs it into things. So like, that's the dream. And for him, it works well because he's more of an Android person. Yes. So like, I just want that for the iPhone. And it's possible that some of that will happen. Um, we know that they're looking into foldable devices and that's happening. But I mean, the foldable iPhone does seem like an inevitability at this point, because by the time we do get to around 2027, the iPhone as it stands will be a very refined device. By then we will have under display face ID um, and an under display camera by then the display size is going to be as big as they pretty much physically can get. The bezels are going to be as small as they can get. Mm-hmm. The refresh rate is going to be um, as high as it is worth getting. Mm-hmm. The um, the display technology, the display brightness, the battery life, unless there's major advances in battery technology, is going to be as good as it get. Will have as, as good as it will get. USB C cameras without making them. I was just going to say, if they put in flagship cameras specs into it, think about like, okay, you half fold it. You've now got a tripod based thing for professional recording. And the videos are so good already. If they're, we're talking four years from now, how much better are we going to get in that regards? And now you have like this different form factor that's so much more useful when on the go. So like it gets me excited, but it's just, we're so far behind and I don't understand why. 
I know Apple likes to be behind. Well, but. I think I think there's there's lots of reasons why they're behind. I mean, what Ross Young told us last year was that it was cover glass was the issue because Apple wants it to really feel like glass. Um, yeah. It's it's one of those it's it's a tactile thing. It's it's important to their vision of how this experience will be because we're used to touching glass on every other device, even the trackpads, even on the Magic Keyboard. Yeah. Um, it's it's all glass, and so they don't want to have that sort of plastic film feel um, that that cheapens it on some other foldables. Um, but they just can't. But see, like I'm incredibly impatient, and so yes. when I see other companies making this, I don't, the plastic's fine. Like to me, I'm like, this is fine. But you can like, release one now like but this. You you could say that about any other Apple device. So they could have released an iPad sure, maybe sure, three sure. years earlier with like Mac OS. I know. Or I know. they could have released the Apple Watch. More like the like the iPod Nano, basically, mm-hmm. when you, you you get like a wristband for it. So sometimes I know glass isn't a major feature, um, but I mean, it is important to a foldable. You yeah. are folding glass, yeah. yeah. So. so I can understand why that's one of the limiting factors, but also um, foldables don't sell. Individual foldable devices don't sell in the same quantities that iPhones sell in, and they need to be able to make a huge number of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, the production processes to back that up need to be very resilient. Um, and they can't be having durability issues. They can't be having yield issues. Um, and it's not really worth, you know, selling. They probably could do it right now, but it would be, it would have to be like $4,000. So, and that also does not create very good press. And then they've got to be developing something separate. And I, I, I get it. But uh, yeah, it is a little bit of a shame that they're going to start with bigger devices rather than smaller ones because normally when we get these new technologies, yeah. it does tend to start on smaller ones. What's your next one? Um, so my next one is like a fitness band. Okay. Like a Fitbit. Okay, people are probably like, but we have an Apple Watch. Yes. But my my reasoning for this is that you don't want to wear an Apple Watch all the time. Right. Um, and but I still want to close my rings. Mm-hmm. I still want to maybe get notifications or at least like a tap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, but mainly it's like for health tracking yeah. and you know uh, keeping up with those health metrics because there is still it is still nice to wear a mechanical watch or with something like sleep tracking. You don't want always want something big and heavy, especially if uh, you're wearing like an Apple Watch Ultra. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a, that is a big thing. You don't always want that to be the case. If you want to wear like a dress watch, mm-hmm. but you also want to close your rings. Yep. I've actually thought about that. Like, I don't know that I would wear my Apple Watch all the time if it wasn't for like the ring stuff. Yeah. Like that's what I primarily use it for and just seeing steps and things. And I want it to just be tracked. It doesn't necessarily have to be like glanceable. Yeah. I just want to be able to go on my health app or whatever on my phone the fitness app and be able to check it out yeah uh, but i want to like get into watches and buy like some nicer yes. watches yes. for when i go and i don't want to do that because i always wear this yes and then you know some people um it's increasingly common that people will wear a mechanical watch on one wrist and an apple watch on the other that's too much which it, it, it's becoming a little bit more normal but it would obviously be ideal to just have a discrete band that has less functionality um, but Apple just sort of sells it as for the times when you don't want a full Apple Watch. Um, and, I, and then that way, they, I mean, I buy it. I think a lot of Apple Watch users would buy it, even if, say, it was for sleep tracking. If you didn't want a, like a big heavy watch to wear overnight or even when like you, you say you like to charge it overnight, you don't actually like to wear like the, like the heft of it overnight, um, then something like this would be appropriate that you could put your watch on charge um, and then just pick up your little fitness band and you just put that on overnight or even say people 
uh, that are really don't like smartwatches. They don't like the the endless notifications. They don't like the idea of having another screen in their life. And there are people that are increasingly like that. They they want a little bit more of a minimalist um, experience, or maybe sort of older people that are a bit more skeptical of smartwatches. A fitness band is is great. I mean, yeah. I mean, there, there definitely are the ecosystem features, even if it didn't have a display. You've got health tracking. You've got Find My. You've got Unlock. Uh, un unlock. It's unlock with Apple Watch, but unlock unlocking a Mac. You could maybe do transit with Apple Pay. Um, so there, there are those features there. Siri potentially mm -hmm. as well. Um, there's enough they could do without actually necessarily giving it a full display. What about a ring? I think about how cool this would be if they could figure out a way to make like your you know what's the colors? Uh, red, green, and blue, oh. and like you can see like progress. Like, That's like interesting. you, I would, I just thought of that now. Yeah. Like when we were talking about this, I'm like, I would like a Apple ring would be cool. But like now that I'm thinking like glanceable, you, maybe not a screen, but just some sort of like way to like illuminate the colors yeah. of how far you are along. Yeah. Be cool. I think that. Cause it's less invasive. There's definitely a space for not a watch sort of health stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, health trackers. And ultimately I think this will be the direction Apple goes in. If not, quite in the direction of a fitness band, but rings are definitely believable. Um, and the reason why is because it provides uh, another surface to get that health data. So it's more reliable. So say with temperature sensing, the more places you get that temperature sensing from, the more, more reliable it is. So if they do want to do fever detection, there's, there's a reason why they can't do that on the watch as it is because it's not accurate enough just being from one place on the body. But if it's coming from your AirPods, your wrist, and your finger, mm -hmm. then you are actually getting accurate information. And the other reason is the headset because you can track it. So if you can actually then track even just one of your fingers incredibly accurately relative to the location of even your Apple Watch, if you're wearing both, it's providing so much extra data um, that rings are believable, um, AirPods will probably go a little bit more in this space. Um, but even though you think of a fitness band, if you don't want to give your kid an Apple Watch, yeah. a fitness band would be great. Good uh, for tracking too. Yeah. You know, if you, if you don't want your kid like messaging on it necessarily, or if, if they're very young, but you still would like to be able to maybe track them. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you want to encourage them to close their rings and keep fit and that kind of thing. It, there, I, I, there is a market for it. There definitely is. Yeah. Um, so... That would be the, the one for me. What about you? Moving in a different direction. Okay. I would think I have kind of two that go with each other. So one would be a proper sound bar um, that can use home pods as a like kind of a 3.1, 5.1. Yes. Like we can get kind of crazy with surrounds, like proper surrounds, Dolby Atmos, but it's, it's Apple's um, own sound bar. So basically take, whatever Sonos is doing with the beams and the yeah. arcs, make one yourself. And there's two iterations of this. This is why it's like a, like a 2A and then a 2B here. So uh, the first one would be soundbar. It's a standalone device. You can use your HomePods if you want to, um, but it's very reminiscent of the JBL uh, bar that they had where it had a Google Android operating system on it. Um, and so you basically would plug it into HDMI and you wouldn't need an Apple TV or, you know, another smart streaming box or whatever the case may be. It ran it off of the soundbar. So basically the soundbar would also have Apple TV built in. Right. Um, and you don't need to have a bunch of stuff. That's great for when you're mounting things. Um, it's one less thing to plug in behind the TV or whatever the case may be. One less device to hide. 
Um, and then the second thing would be a TV, like a proper TV yes. um, that would work together with these standalone. So let's start with the sound bar. Okay. Um, how do you feel about that? Well, I think a lot of people will be really interested in that. Yeah. Especially if you've tried the experience of the full-sized HomePods in stereo in home theater, mm -hmm. you know how good that can be. Mm -hmm. So imagine moving those HomePods, say, back in the room mm -hmm. and then adding the sound bar. And making them true surrounds, not yes. just a stereo pair, yeah. which is what and, you get and now. truly spatially aware yes. as well. Um, that, that would be incredible. That's where Sonos is killing it. I mean, Apple's not technically trying to get into that space, but they're moving little features into it yeah yeah so like sonos is killing it in the sense that i can take two era 300s now and they have spatial audio and they're dolby atmos and they're incredible sounding and i can make them as proper left and right channels for like a surround sound that hooks up with the you know i want that i think that would be amazing i think that's possibly a more likely one mm -hmm. um, as well i think that i could see it when we start seeing more home pod form factors we're going to get a little home pod with a seven inch display um, probably next year, updates to the HomePod Mini um, and some sort of uh, HomePod with a large display, like a kitchen countertop device. Yeah. Um, and then some sort of HomePod with an integrated Apple TV, or at least Apple is exploring all these things. So a soundbar with a built-in Apple TV, I think is probably probably the most likely one, actually. Okay, so one thing I think we should do with this, we have to backtrack just a little bit, is I think we should name the products. Oh, so, no. So for your e-reader, uh, what would you call it? See, I I do actually like the like the i. I-reader? No, no, something just just like iBook. iBook? Because Apple used to do uh -huh. that for the Mac. So like in the same way they revived MagSafe for... See, I thought there could be a little pun there because it's an e-reader, yeah. but you make it an i-reader with like the hyphen and everything. I, I like it when Apple brings back like an old name. That's cool. Um, and I think if it is meant to be like a device for everyone, a lower cost device, an iBook, like okay, because Kindle is such a distinctive brand identity as well. Mm -hmm. I think that people would get it if you said this is an iBook. It's not an iPad. It's an iBook. I think it would help people rationalize a little better actually what it is. The fitness band. Oh no, that's that's you're really gonna go hard. I band, <laughs> Apple band. That's really hard. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting to like tie it into Activity Rings. So I mean, Activity Plus. Yeah, just like just like Apple Ring. Yeah, Apple. Even if it was a band or a Apple ring, band. Like, okay, something like that. Uh, so for the foldable iPhone, I would just call it iPhone Fold. I'm guessing is what they might do. Yeah. iFold would be would pretty just rough. Be iPhone Ultra or an iPhone. Yeah, something sure. something like that. So the sound bar, home bar? Yeah. Because it's HomePod-ish. HomePod something. HomePod. HomePod theater. HomePod theater. That could work. Yeah. HomePod TV because they have a TV yeah. built in. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. But I think we should name these products. That yeah. Are, yeah, that's interesting. And then what about the TV aspect? Because I want to talk. And I would specifically, I think they could start with an OLED TV, but you would probably assume they'd move down to mini LED, right? This one would be or the micro worst, LED. The worst one to name because you, you could then have your Apple TV plugged into an Apple TV where you open the Apple TV app mm -hmm. to watch an Apple TV original on Apple TV+. Plus. So I think it would need to be called Apple TV. When oh. we, we we would we would re, we would remove we would remove the app like no there's no more Apple TV I would imagine they would no longer buy or they maybe the set top boxes yeah. would still be around but like like I think the TV app would need to just be TV app yeah 
and then the or it would just be the home screen because like yes. i said it doesn't it needs to absolve it doesn't need to be a standalone yes. app yeah um we've talked about that in the last episode so i think that removes some confusion and then you know apple tv plus is fine but maybe it's just tv plus or something i don't know I don't know. They can't rebrand something that's... I like the whole, like, theater branding. Mm-hmm. I think that's something along those... Theater those plus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, theater vision. Something something like that. You think they would go ITV? That, that sounds lame. Well, that, that was the original name for the Apple TV box. That's what it was originally de- uh, uh, destined to be called. And they got quite far with that. They produced marketing materials for it. But it's because there is a... British TV network called ITV, ITV yeah. so uh, for independent television. So, yeah, that's uh, that's why Apple went for Apple TV, which actually, you know, it fits way better in terms of what they do now. ITV does not sound great. Uh, the i naming system definitely got a little bit tired. Um, so, I quite like the sort of it seems more sort of more sophisticated, like the Apple something. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you see for? I guess this is more of my wish list, but I'm still going to ask you what, cause you had this on your list too. Yes. What do you see in a TV being like some of the core ecosystem features, like a proper television? Uh, I don't know about ecosystem features because that, that ultimately you get from an Apple TV. You can as it is. I think it would be more a case of design and um, hardware. So if they did have built in speakers, um, exactly how they would function um and what they would sound like but just the just the industrial design of it you know tvs generally are pretty ugly devices Mm -hmm. so how exactly apple would imagine a tv would it be curved um would it be what what display sizes would they offer um you know what uh what ports is it going to have like a little magnetic power connection and does it let you charge your devices what if it was a 65 inch like studio display looking tv yeah I mean, that'd be sweet. Yeah, um, or or a pro display XDR yeah. with the little perforations. Yeah. Um, would it would it have uh, you know color options and how would Apple use you know mesh for the speakers and um, aluminium and glass and to have a really nice looking TV, even like an iMac, like yeah. the twenty four inch iMac, the white bezels. Yeah, weirdly, I feel like would look really nice as like an accent piece uh, on someone's wall, or if you have like showing some of the color in the back. I mean, there's also be uh, space to improve the sort of wall mounting system because wall mounting mounting a TV is such a, a miserable process. So if 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 the hard it has to be the hardware because the software would just be the same as an Apple TV. But if what you get is a great mounting experience, great speakers, and obviously a great uh, great display technology and a beautiful design well that's that's the package isn't it think about the studio display speakers right it's a smaller display than what we're talking about 65 let's just say for the baseline um but they sound so good yeah but imagine if they can make that sound way better on a much larger television and then you use your home your home pods as the left and right yeah. surround you don't need to buy the home and pod you don't need it to be bar. Too loud either right um when you would just get much better audio fidelity. And with things like spatial audio as well, if you can separate those mm-hmm. individual sounds. And the other thing you could have is a camera as well, integrated camera. Oh, um, now you're time. getting into, pri- I know, but now you're getting into privacy issues. But Apple's, you know, the best company to sell that. I mean, sure. we are expecting to see some sort of HomePod with a camera. And if that's the HomePod TV. Uh, I mean, it would be great camera. to have a conference call yeah. with somebody on your TV. You know, and for, for FaceTime, it would make sense. Like to talk to your family. Calling family, yeah. Um, so I could, I could buy into a little camera. Um, I think that would make. make what about like sense. as a monitor connecting your 
wireless yeah, connection. Air, I mean, you could do that on Apple TV, but yeah, your Air, AirPlay, but something that's you know, even lower latency, even even better integration like that. But just having to avoid you know, the pain of HDMI and all this stuff, and even HDMI. If you think of actual like the the way that you switch between like HDMI on on an actual TV and the way we have to have two remotes and all this stuff, like that's where it would be would mm-hmm. be great if it would be so easy to just say to Siri, you know, switch to HDMI two. Um, or if the TV could recognize that it is an Xbox that is plugged in and that actually provides like an app on the the TV rather than like switching source and then you get like flickering and if it could just provide that smoother experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, Apple was working on a TV for, for years, but it was one of those things that never never got there. Well, they should do it. That's why it's on my list. What about you? What's next? Um, okay, now we're getting into the... the this is more, this is not happening as much the, as I would love slightly, it to happen. The slightly crazier ones. So yeah. it would be a coffee maker. Mm-hmm. I'm on board. Um, because I think that there is ecosystem advantage to this. Because you could have uh, in the home app, that, oh, that yeah. is the perfect place for a coffee maker to live. It is a home appliance. Mm-hmm. And I would like to be able to schedule um, uh, things like when my morning alarm goes off. It also, and it, it, you can do that with like a smart plug, but it gets complicated because you don't have that direct home kit functionality. And I would like to be able to have you know, very rich shortcuts integration and even just to be able to check things without the need for like a third party app and like sort of mediocre Wi Fi connected experiences that you can get. I feel like it, Apple could provide a much more distinct end to end experience with that hey hey, s word yeah uh set an alarm for 6 a.m also brew coffee if it could ever do multiple commands um yeah i mean because like you're maybe not every alarm you'd want the ability to brew coffee but it could just be another option in the clock app um to like add that in and it's a design thing as well. I, I I would be really interested to see what that would look like. I'm sure we could get some generative AI to you know give us some ideas. <laughs> well, that, so the bar I think is now going to be set. It's not released yet, but the um, Terra Cafe Two. Yes, we talked about this. Yes, it's. I use the one, and I love the coffee that it makes. I do not like the design choices of some things. Like it looks great, yeah, but like functionally, it's kind of a train wreck. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to harsh on it too much yeah. but like it's some things are not great looked at the trailer for the terra cafe 2 and saw all the ins and outs of what it looks like all of my concerns are fixed and it still looks amazing and now you can control it full-fledged iphone app and i have another coffee pot the spin i don't know what they call it i think it's just spin um and you can use that as an app as well and you can order coffee from it you scan the label and it like knows the best way to brew yeah. that specific coffee. And like, those are things that are cool. Yeah. That an Apple could definitely provide that experience. I mean, even if you think of things like Apple health integration, mm-hmm. that it can log water and caffeine consumption and it can warn you if you're having too much caffeine mm-hmm. or if it, if it correlates that to your heart rates from your watch and there's, you can point out to you, maybe you should cut back on the coffee a little maybe bit. Maybe it can adjust the intensity a little yeah. bit yeah. or but be it, like, Hey, we've got yeah. decaf in yeah. here. Just toss yeah. that in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would be, all for it and yeah. like so the iphone app would be one of the best ways to interact smart wise uh home pod ask it to brew a cup of coffee yeah. your watch you can have a little button yeah. you know just the strength then you know the amount of water if you're making do can this do like lattes too or is it just a <laughs> is it just a coffee because like the terra cafe that's one of the things is it does lattes yeah I, well i think that would also have to be one of the experiences that 
it could provide. It has to. I mean, Apple getting into, I mean, this is like what Samsung does and kitchen appliances and um, even just home kit devices in general. That is something that Apple could do way better. Even even just say smart lighting. Um, and you think of the, the miserable experience. I know Matter has made it a lot better, but the miserable experience of setting up so many home kit devices. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you do get like a Wi-Fi connected oven or something, they're fine, but I would love it if I like I set a timer on an oven or I could I you know, I say I put some some food in, in the oven and then I can say to Siri right put that on uh this setting for 20 minutes and then I can walk away and it will alert me on my Apple Watch. Yeah. Like the Samsung does this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um it's in that same space so it doesn't necessarily have to be coffee maker specific because all of this integration would be really useful on general sort of kitchen appliances, home appliances. I mean I don't think it's ever going to happen. No. Maybe I can, we can't say never. It could happen under a separate brand. I could see Apple acquiring mm-hmm. a company that like does a Beats make, thing. Yeah, and then not doing it as literally like Apple branded, but you do get ecosystem integration, um, like with Beats, where they have like AirPods chips in them. If it um, was branded, what would the name be? Oh, <laughs> I don't. Apple coffee. <laughs> so like lame. Brew. Coffee, I don't know. Like Apple latte. Bean. I feel like that rolls off the top. Yeah. Something um, like that. Yeah. I would think there's also room to expand in the uh, subscription model for that. Oh, of course. Coffee Plus. Of course. Of Coffee course. Plus. You could, I mean, there's already those. What are the, um, I don't want to put them out like, of business yeah, for so this. They, like, but they mail you. Um, yeah. I forget what the name things. of it is. Trade Coffee, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I like that service. Yeah, it's cool. It'll be fun. Just, Roll that into Apple One. I'm happy. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get that coffee like once every two yeah. weeks or something and it automatically knows which one you got and it recognizes the beans yeah, and it, it changes. knows how to brew it. This isn't, yeah. It's like a hobby. It's like a proper hobbyist thing, but coffee's a big thing to a lot of people. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody, most adults start their days with some yeah. sort of beverage. Maybe it can do, it can do tea as well. Yeah. Let's get crazy. I mean, this is a wish list. So <laughs> maybe we can add all morning hot drinkers. Yeah. So. I don't know, but that that is cool. I would, I would like that. I would also like, and see, I feel bad every time I suggest something that already exists, and yes. that is perfectly yes. fine because it's like I just don't want that app to exist. Yeah. But I do. I just want Apple to come up with their own because it works better with. I want like a Notion style app or like a true task manager. Reminders is fine for simple things, but like something where I can organize and it cross references different applications, notes. Um, freeform even yeah like has anyone used freeform for any production or not production for any like productive form of their job i'm sure there are three people that, that yeah use and it. maybe may, I, and maybe i sound out of touch yeah and like off base with it but like i don't know i've seen other people tweet constantly like remember this app and it's the yeah. freeform app and it's like yeah like well i never use it i used it once for a video i think the thing with freeform is that was more headset focused with collaboration and then it might be cooler that's that's most of the reason behind it but definitely some sort of notion type app or even just a, a more integrated um more in, like, even if you like notes pro like a pro notes app yeah. or task manager or like reminders um pro or whatever um in much the same way that you get like garage band and logic pro there absolutely is space for reminders as the basic task manager and then yeah, I think like I just want like code. a beefier notes app. Yeah, like like a, like, a, like a product like a productivity app, but a pro productivity app. Yeah, 
like I want to be able to write. So I write my scripts. I want to be able to write my scripts in some sort of notes app. And I want that notes app to also have the ability to like project manage. Like I'm working on this video yeah. uh, and then check off the list, the, the tasks and stuff, just combine them all into one and then maybe throw like email in there a little bit, yeah. like connect it you could to your mail. These things and you could show those, you could pull those tasks out and show those in reminders. You could pull out those notes and show them in notes. Um, so it, it, there, there, that's where the ecosystem advantage comes into place because you can actually, or you could um, just have it as an additional sort of layer to center um, all of these other existing Apple apps. I would love to hear from people on this if we're just like, way yes. you know like micro yeah, shell yeah. of our own like thoughts yeah no i like i like notions yeah huge. i like notion um, notion is huge but i think it's just my frustration with the uh, some of the existing apple apps um where i feel like it's not that i necessarily want notes to become notion or that i want uh, reminders to become things three but i think that some functionality that is missing from these apps is hard to justify um, so say in reminders the way that you can't have uh, repeats upon completion. It's yeah. a really basic feature yeah. um, that should be there. Like I'm looking at my notion right now. Like I, I, I don't want to have to make it look nice and spend hours and hours to like figure out. I want that to be Apple's job and then I'll adjust some of the things. Like, but like, you know, like have, it can pull from your calendar. It can pull from all these different right. places. Like we set up our podcast. We record on a certain day every time automatically make that a task and show me on my today view like here is yeah. so basically like take notes take things take notions like database and like customization ability if you want it and like combine it all into one app which is what notion is but it just it's so hard to get started yeah, at first and also and it's the, daunting there, and there like, would be advantages to having a first party experience because yeah you you the calendar integration um in notion is never going to be as good as it would be directly from apple calendar i mean they're working on this journaling app like yeah <laughs> like there's got to be a way to add that in as well if you want to i don't know like a personal reflection part of it um and if it is like working with other parts of your devices and like your surroundings and who you interact with like there's got to be something i don't know i just i don't know what i want but no, I, I get what you mean it's yeah. just a, a productivity app a yeah. true like pro productivity app yeah I think uh, I like think. I see you have Markdown writing application written down. Yeah. Is that like kind of yeah? So that would that that would be in that space yeah. where if you actually want to write things using Apple's uh, apps, you've you've either got Notes or you've got Pages, but neither are particularly appropriate for when you want a, a minimal experience and you want to do writing that isn't necessarily a note. So say with Macroom is where we draft uh, an article. It would be useful. I'm don't really want to draft an article in Pages. But I also don't really want to do it in notes either. You can see that neither is fully appropriate. Yeah. Um, so something that is uh, that, that could be set up for that mm -hmm. specifically um, would be really handy. All right, give me one more. Okay, uh, would be a uh, an office chair. <laughs> oh, you're getting wild. Yeah. And uh, a standing desk. Why would Apple need to make that? Because um, first and foremost, design. Because I okay. think that this isn't so much a software thing, but you could make the, there would be advantages to the, the the smarts that these things could offer. But first and foremost, with design, because you can get you know great office chair designs, um, standing desks, not so much. Then they're, they're generally not things of beauty. But I feel like you could have very elegantly designed standing desks with with rather than just these sort of 
extending legs that look really ugly. Something that's, uh, you know, think of the, uh, when Apple does do these mechanical things like the arm that attaches the Pro Display XDR to the- It's very nice. Uh, the display, and that's all mechanical. Mm-hmm. So where Apple does do these things and these smooth motions and these, um, uh, they are actually using uh, mechanical uh, techniques. Is there any direct, like, I don't know, direct integrations with physical hardware? Like, is there like a special spot to put your Macs? Like, well, I think that, you know, things like built-in MagSafe um, charging on the on the desk would be really useful. Um, and also if it could detect, uh, if it could be spatially aware to detect where devices are in it, not quite necessarily air power, but if it could... Oh, like charging. Um, yeah, for, for charging or even if it helps to uh, make things like universal control more more stable um, because it is aware of where the devices are mm-hmm. um, or when setting up um, displays on your on your desk um, or even it could it could it could recommend how far away from you your display should be um, and I think that with the chair the advantage would be you could track your posture um, and make sure that you're not slouching okay. um, gives you a little punch from, in yeah, the back from, when you're well, from, from a health perspective it could yeah. be really useful and also it can get more health metrics it can maybe measure heart rate it can remind you to stand up truly like the apple watch does but it will genuinely know accurately how long you have been if you there. stood up too yes. yeah. um, and then it can just uh it, it can then raise the desk for automatically. you automatically so yeah. I, I can see that you could tie a chair directly into a desk and then you think about things like charging. And even if I want to build it into a home kit scene, I want to be able to say, well, uh, at the morning, every morning at nine o'clock, I want you to raise my my desk into a standing position, just like I raise shades. Yeah. Um, I feel pretty confident in saying that this what might be one of the things that might not happen if ever, but it could be under like a sub brand. Yes. Like it's more likely than a coffee maker. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, is it well yeah 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 it could be i i I don't see i don't see appliances but i could see vaguely uh like smart furniture a long a long way down the road i mean if you think built in you could build speakers into a desk sure build little home pod um even like good cable runners that um, are very specific to Apple. Like you'd have to almost customize these desks, right? Upon checkout, generally, like cable management with desks is terrible. It, it, it's, yeah, it's always a, it's always a bad experience, and not having enough power outlets as well. So actually, having a, a modern tech focused desk, um, I would I would really enjoy that. And just from the design perspective, it would be really interesting to see how Apple would conceive of that. And um, it'd be cool if it had like a rail system underneath, and then you can build it at checkout this way, but if you ever change your setup, you can always buy yeah. more, but like you build it like, Hey, I've got pro display XDR. I've got a Mac studio. I've got a keyboard and a mount. Like this is where this is going to be. Give me the proper cable management and like cables. Like maybe we have to get some sort of adapter for the cable size or something um, to like make it so that it's a perfect clean fit. All you got to do is just plug it in. Yeah. That would be, that would be cool. I think there's, there's a lot of potential for it. Even in terms of the, the top surface can detect uh, you know the presence of what is located where, and even where you're putting your hands on it, um, so it can detect. You know, maybe if you sit down at the desk and you just like you rest your your hand on it, it knows who is using it, and like there's. Now, would you get crazy and start to do things like I have two thoughts? Okay, there are some uh, standing desks that have built-in displays, 
not for a lot of stuff, but like instead of having like a ugly thing hanging off, yeah. like you, it's like a touch display to yeah. be able to raise a desk and do a couple of different things. But like maybe there's a little display there. I think the most intriguing thing for me would be a writable surface, yeah, and that writable yeah. surface brings it into the free form app. Yeah, with your Apple Pencil, mm-hmm. that would be great. And even if it could show you on the desk, like suggest locations for this is the best place to put your your MacBook and it like it just shows you and you can just put it straight down and you know the MagSafe ring can illuminate and even if you think of things like um, just battery levels like it can just show you on a little ring next to your uh, next to your iPad your charge level is at this or just some extra like widgets just widgets sounds insane like, to me to think about right now but it, it could I mean they, they definitely it would could be very do it. it'd be very unique and for yeah. people that are productivity focused um, I mean, it would be an instant buy from me. It definitely would be. It would be so expensive. I mean, let's face it. Apple. I know in, in light of all of these crazy things we're talking about, Apple is building a car. Yeah. They are, they are literally, they are they are building seats for a car. And mm-hmm. they, are, they are having to work out like door handles yeah. for a car. They're having to, to think about wing mirrors and stuff that you don't associate with Apple. So maybe it isn't so crazy. None of, none of these things are crazy in the sense of like, First off, they're all things that either have been done by other companies or are in the process of being done. Yeah. And or Apple definitely could do them. It's just where we think of like, oh, that probably won't ever happen is just because it doesn't fit what's going on right now. And Apple is pretty notoriously slow at moving into these things. So like in my mind, I'm like, this isn't going to happen anytime soon. I might be long gone in my days of work (laughs) to where I care so much, but who knows? Um yeah, I mean, these are all really good suggestions. And of course, if you have a suggestion, something you'd like to see, obviously let us know in the comments. Hit us up on Twitter, at Dan Barbera, at Hartley Charlton. Just hit us up, let us know. I would love to carry on the conversation somewhere outside of just me and you. I love talking to you, but I want to talk to everyone else as well. So let us know, and uh, we'll catch everyone in the next episode.